Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You know, Ephraim, I got to come clean, man. I am cheering for Kansas State to make a comeback and win today's game. You know why? Why? Because Steve DeSager's update right there. He said, it looks like Loyola is going to the Final Four. And I had a flashback. It's a couple of years ago. I said that I would walk to Northern Iowa if they came back and won the game. And they did. And Steve was doing the update, and he was like, Mark Tape. And so I was wondering if that would work the same way. Would Steve DeSager have to walk to Illinois, you know, or if Kansas State comes back to win? Is that the way it would work out? Yeah. I think that's what it would be. So are you on board with me cheering on uh, cheering on Kansas State here, Ephraim? What do you think? No, I'm going with Sister Jean. Do you, <laughs> you can't go against Sister Jean, I'm huh? I'm going with Sister Jean. How do you like this tournament, man? I love it. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, really do. It's uh, that's some craziness, but it's that's what you want, right? So we all oh, tune, yeah. we all tune in to you know the NCAA tournament for the underdogs. We don't tune in for Duke and North Carolina and Kentucky. No one, only the people who go there care. We look for the underdogs because that's the most compelling story. Because ninety nine percent of us in the world are underdogs. 
So that's what we we like. That's what we you know, we resonate resonates with us. So I love the underdogs too. But do you think Ephraim, do you think that when you look at the ratings for these Elite Eight matchups, mm-hmm. do you think that Duke Kansas, that's going to be the lowest rated game, and we're going to have, you know, like Loyola, Chicago, Kansas State, one of the highest? Probably not. But I'm, to me, the tournament for me as a fan is not about the ratings. Right. Right. It's about compelling stories, schools we never, ever, ever get to see play basketball, and the amount of talent that those teams and those uh, schools possess. That's what it's about for me. For other people, I hear you. you know, it may be, you know, the money, the betting, the gambling, which I know has a large part to do with it. But it's easy or it's easier to win when you have all blue chip players, all five star players. Right. But when yeah. you have to build a program. I don't sure. know. I don't know what, you know, you watching, you know, Loyola of Chicago. What's the top rated player <laughs> that they have? Yeah, it's true. But why, These, but why have, have well, why, chippers left? And exactly. Right. But why are they so good as a team? They're not because like they haven't played anybody that's very good. Can I just throw that out there? Who hasn't played anybody this, they, since when? Since the beginning of the season? No, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just. I'm looking at uh, Loyola Chicago's run here, and they're the darlings. They're doing a good job. I don't want to take everything away from them, but at the same time, I'm looking at their run. And if you're objective about this, who completely blows you away just in terms of competition? Miami, Tennessee, that's the best team that they faced easily. Nevada, Kansas State, who blows you away? Um, probably uh, Nevada. Really? Nevada's a good team. They're ranked number 21st in the, nation, in, in, in the country. They're a good team. All right. I mean, no, they were good. good. Te- they were a good team. Tennessee was a good team. Tennessee right? was a good team. So, at, but- at what point? So we we keep looking at it like, well, they haven't played anybody, but you can't look at it like that because they are playing people, right? They're playing the three seed. They're pl- these teams are ranked, right? They're in the tournament. They belong in the tournament. So once you get to the NCAA tournament, it's no longer about. Oh, you haven't played any. If you're in the tournament, then you are competition. Just because you're in a smaller conference and no one has ever heard of your school uh-huh. doesn't mean that you're not good a good basketball team. Oh, I'm not taking anything away from them. It they sounded moved the ball like you, incredibly it, it well. It sounded like you were taking things away look, from them. Look, look, look. I was just being objective about them. They share the ball. They move the ball. They're a little bit like the Spurs in a way, right. just in terms of moving the ball where they always say you can't run faster than the ball. And a lot of teams just still don't pass it. But Loyola Chicago, they do a great job sharing the basketball. They've played very well during the tournament. All I'm saying is there's a tendency when you look at the little seed next to their name on the graphic and you see an 11, you just blow out of proportion every single win that they have. Where it's like, holy cow, look at this run. They made it to the Final Four. And getting to the Final Four is prestigious. But if you really take a step back and look at their road to the Final Four, it's impressive, but to a point. And no one wants to hear that because they want to just keep going along and having a a fun time at the party. And I'm the one guy who raises my hand and says, "I'm sorry, I'm not like captivated by them beating Miami and Kansas State. Sorry." 
Okay, so who should they have played for you to value? They can them only as a play team? who's on their. That's yeah, it. They can only play who's so you, in front of them. You're going to yeah. blame them because the other top seed. I'm not blaming them. I'm oh, just saying I take that into account. I, I don't take anything. I look. This is the way I look at it. You beat the teams that are in front of you. That's what you're supposed to do. Right? You you don't get to say, hey, we don't want to play them because they're not ranked high enough. You just play the teams that they put in front of you. This Kansas, so you State, de- you this never, Kansas State team right. was dynamic. Were, were they not? That last game, no, they were no. raining three. What? The, Kansas State is not dynamic. They were shooting no. the ball at a clip that, I mean, usually Kentucky would be putting up three-pointers like that. Am I correct in that assessment? Okay, but they, what, okay, they played well against Kentucky? Now now Kentucky's not good enough. Okay. <laughs> I, I get Kentucky it. I, I see what's going on. This year. I see what's going I mean, on. It was wide open this year. No, no, I, I get it. as well it. as I do. You I, watch I, a I lot get, of college I, basketball. Yeah, I get it was a wide open I get open what's tournament. happening right now. I understand. What's happening right now? Anything I say, you're... you're no. <laughs> No, no. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm not going to go against you just to go against you. Yeah, you're, you're being if you, very. If you, if you tell me that the Dolphins, you're being very well, contrary right now. Okay, <laughs> say something good about the Dolphins or Notre Dame, and I guarantee I'm not going to go against you. How's that? <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> but just, but just look what they've had to accomplish. Okay, just look what they they came into the tournament. Got to play Miami. All right. Let's, let's see what happens. Beat them by two. All right. Moving on. Now it's a six seed. Now we got Tennessee. Beat them by one. All right. Right. These are yeah. good basketball teams. Right. And they're a good bet. They're not going to blow you out. Right. They're not. Kansas State right now is making a run. But what's happening is they have the staying power. Right. They beat Nevada by one point. Okay. So now we're moving forward and it's like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, they're getting lucky or. You know, it, this is happening. That's happening. It doesn't work like that. It does work like that. They'll that's be in the San Antonio. T- I just have to take their road into account. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so who's who has the best road? Who has the toughest road then? Who's, Thus far, who, who's Let going to who? Is is Florida State right? It, it was their road. Give me something. Let me see here. Well, Florida State beat a one seed in Xavier. Okay, so that, they blew that, out Gonzaga. Okay. It, it, that That's a been a tougher team? road. That's and they face Michigan today. If they got by Michigan coming up next, then they would be the worthy. Four. That's a much tougher road. They would be worthy. Yeah, well, they would I'm belong. not saying that. Um, don't don't put words into my mouth, though, Ephraim. I'm not I'm saying just, that. Just trying to get it, that, just trying to get the pulse of it. Right that here. Loyola Chicago is unworthy. I'm just saying. I'm just taking a breath. And in the midst of all the Sister Jean Hoopla and the oh, Ramblers wow. and you. the Cinderella and all, oh, this is awesome. I'm just saying, I look at their road and I'm like, not the most impressive road. Sorry that makes me a villain. It doesn't make you a villain, but they didn't choose the road is what I'm trying I know, to tell you. I know. I hear you. What they did I got it. is they got in the bus and drove on the road that was presented <laughs> to them. By the now, way, what did you hear the story is, about what them not getting is, to Atlanta because yeah, the, of course. the bus driver didn't know where, where they like, were I don't going. Know where, I don't know where it is. <laughs> I think it's next to uh, uh Steak and Shake, right? right is that where right. it's at? I don't know. All I'm saying is once you get in that bus and you start driving, you didn't pick the road, right? So if there's obstacles in the road, if there's pitfalls and all of that, and you continue on on that road, then you deserve to get as far as you can. 
you get you they deserve to pull up on that road to San Antonio. Of course they deserve to be there. They beat whoever was in front of them. Period. And as long as you win those four games, you're going to the final four. So, so let me guess. You don't give them a chance against Villanova or Texas Tech. Well, in 40-minute ball game, there's always a chance. I don't think they have a good chance <laughs> if, they're, if they're able to. they got to get by the winner of Florida State-Michigan. So I don't see them being being able to get to the title game. But the way they share the ball, 40 minutes, college hoops, three-point line, you never know. It's crazy. Okay. Well, when I watch them play, I see a, a team that plays together. And they have some young freshmen out there. Balling. Have you ordered your Loyola Chicago swag? No, yet? it's not even about that. I'm a no? San Diego, I'm okay. a San Diego State guy. We got eliminated first. First, you know, Thursday. you'd look good in some Ramblers gear. No, from, I'm telling you. See, but what I understand, I understand the journey. I understand that people won't give you credit, right? So oh, they that's tra- all they're getting no, is credit. It's not. That's all you, they're getting is credit. You've started this whole conversation by like, eh. Right? Ah, look at the road. Look. Why would you look, point to the road? Here's the thing. They're from, on the road. Why would you point to how easy the road is for them? This, they're not even because, supposed to be there. They're not supposed because to be there. We're they're looking at seed. them differently. That's the whole thing. If you take any of these, anybody who else makes the Final Four and they had the same road as Loyola Chicago, guaranteed we would look at it and be like, not that tough of a road for Duke. Why? Why? What do you mean, why? Why would you, why would you say that? Because you're looking as it pertains to the future matchups. So That's is, all it, you do. This it, isn't to say they're unworthy of being Dukes, in the Final Four. It's to say, look, when they face a much tougher opponent later down the road, eh, chances aren't that great that they're going to win. See, that's the problem. What tougher of opponent? All of these opponents were supposed to be tougher than them. <laughs> Don't you get that? They're, of course, it doesn't matter them, about them. All it matters them, about who. It all matters the about opponents, their other opponents. All of the opponents were supposed to be better than them. That's why they're an 11 seed, right? Right, and all of the opponents are going to be better than are going to be worse than who they face in the future. That's what I'm saying to you. But it doesn't matter because all those opponents that they're better than can, you know, air quotes, they're beating them. So what makes it different? When it's the next step, what makes it different in San Antonio, whether it be Michigan or Florida State? What's the difference? Florida State's a ninth seed. Let me ask you something. Florida Ephraim. State is a ninth seed, right? If you were to make a vested interest, if you're going to make a bet on the final four, mm-hmm. right, would you not take into account who a team has played, who they've beaten, all of those factors going into the next matchup? Yes. Okay, that's all I'm doing. You take that into account and nah, assess them for where you, they are you're going dimi- forward. You're diminishing what they've accomplished. That's what you're doing. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm saying it hasn't been that impressive of a road. They right. are more than deserving to be there in San Antonio and be in the final diminishment. four. Diminishment. You're, di- you're I'm just. I'm giving you honesty. I don't know. I'm if giving that's you honest. the cold hard truth. I don't know here. if that's honest. It is honest. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you find me a weaker path of any of these teams that make it to the final four. Okay, I will. Duke, Iona. Okay. University of Rhode Island. Rhode Island, Cuse, Kansas. Syracuse is an 11th seed. Okay, so is Loyola Chicago who you're putting on a pedestal. They went through a 15, a 7, and an 11. 
That doesn't and a seem, one that if they beat Kansas. Yeah, but that if is a fifth. We're talking about the road. They haven't played that game yet. We're talking about the road, are we not? Right, right. We're saying okay. if they make it to the final right. four, we got to look at their road compared to right. Florida so you look Chicago's. at you look at Duke's road, Iona, uh huh, University Scrappy. of Rhode Island, Syracuse, determined, right. wow. historic. That is kind wow. of high. Are disgusting. And you're that leaving out Kansas. They haven't you're leaving played out a one yet. seed. They haven't played them yet. So I know how can that. I comment on a game that hasn't happened? Because you're I'm saying if they were to make it to the final four, you're looking at both roads, right? You you can't give Loyola Chicago an additional game. You gotta wait and see if, if Duke, how they fare in that game. So you I said if you compare whoever makes it to the final four. Mm-hmm. If Duke's that team, you look at Duke's road in the Final Four. If Kansas is that team, you look at their road to the Final Four. Look at let's look at Villanova's road. Yeah, right. Radford. Hmm. That's a one sixteen. You throw right. that one out. Okay, Alabama. Bama. Hmm. Sexton's a fantastic player. Oh, they rolled guy, them. One guy. They crushed West Virginia, West Virginia. who's a quality team, it, and they're playing they, a three they seed in Texas Tech. Are they Absolutely, quality? they're a quality team. Let's look at Texas, te- Texas Tech. Uh huh. Stephen F. Austin. Hmm. All right. That's a three fourteen matchup. Right. The first rounders are going to be a throwaway. Florida, Florida's a good team. Purdue, Purdue's a good team who was missing Isaac Haas, and okay. that hurt him bad. All right. And then Villanova one seed. Okay. All right. Kansas, Penn, Seton Hall. First round matchup. Throw it out. Clemson. Clemson's a good team. All these roads are the same, man. And then Duke. If no. you look at if you look at that road, look no. at these roads. All these roads are no. the same. No, they're not. These roads are not the same. E from all Salam. The, they Loyola hey, had hey. to beat a six, a three, and a seven. What's wrong with that road? Hey, Ephraim, do you know that this is the uh, the Geico music? We've branded it the Geico music. Oh, is it? I do a Geico read, yeah. Okay. It's Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Ephraim and I will continue sparring, jousting, arguing, debating. <laughs> coming up next from the Geico studios. And also, role reversal for Ooh. a couple of players on the same team. That's on the way. Brian, though, Ephraim Salam, live with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. It's Brian, though, and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. And we are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back. To help keep your facility running, Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't we have a bet with you and Papa Bear coming up not too long from now, Ephraim? We do. Do you have any idea what date that was? I do not know. I think it's in May, and I'm about to get paid. I'm I'm all about my paper. Yeah. So the bet is. I wish you, you were Ephraim. about that beard care because that thing is <laughs> awful, man. Hey. Well, if you were on your guitar game, we could <laughs> shave that thing right off. I'm on it. So, are you on it? I've been taking private lessons. You're such a liar. Okay. All right. God, I can tell, Ephraim. Liar. I can tell you're lying because you're talking. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh. Ephraim has been trying to learn guitar, and a while ago we locked in a bet 
approaching a year ago, yep. where you would be able to, if you were able to play the solo of Purple Rain from Prince mm-hmm. live on the air, Papa Bear would have to shave his monstrous beard right off. Yep. And it, if you have a couple of sour notes here face, and there. His face will be awful without, without <laughs> that beard. What was it? 2000 bucks going to Papa Bear? Isn't that what, what was we that agreed what it on? Was? It, oh, yeah. I think it that's what it was. Don't forget, Playboy. I'm going to get my money. <laughs> I'm, I've never seen a man's eyes go so wide when you're talking about $2,000. Because I'm broke, fool. I'm broke. We all had choices. <laughs> hey, you know what? And my choice is broke. We all had choices. <laughs> You should have tried. You should have tried harder in high school. I'm about to get paid, Playboy. How are these lessons coming along, Ephraim? They're good. Yeah. Yeah. My and Target uh, guitar instructor Joe, he's really good. Joe, huh? Yep. Comes to the back house. What are uh, Joe's musical influences? Uh, he's more of a rock guy, but okay. he studied in classical guitar as well. Okay. All right. Hmm. Are we going to get a sample before that the bet goes why, down? Or why just, would I do that? I don't know, just to get used to the stage, you know? No, I'm good. I've been on stage my whole life, player. Been on stage my whole life. But on the guitar stage? On the guitar stage, you get a nail Prince's solo? It, it doesn't matter. The better question no. is, are you going to pay me in cash or is it going to be a check? Because that check might bounce. Nickels. Nickel. I, you know what? You probably would pay me in nickels. <laughs> oh, I will. You probably would. You, I would definitely pay you in nickels. You would do me like that. I would go to the bank and get $2,000 worth of nickels. <laughs> How many buckets would that be? We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real, no, don't do me like that. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, look. Don't do your boy like that. <laughs> it is what it is, player. Coinstar, yo. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how that unfolds. Uh, hey, guess what? Unfolds. Guess what? Guess who's going to the Final Four? The team that went through a mediocre path to get there? Loyola Chicago? Is that who it is? You're very disrespectful. It, here's actually the hype. final call on Westwood One. Check this out. The hugs are happening on the sideline as the final seconds tick off. Two, one, zero. And how about this? Loyola Chicago, who prior to this year hadn't made the big dance since 1985, is off to the Final Four. The Ramblers defeat Kansas State in dominating fashion, 78-62, and they become the fourth 11 seed to head to the promised land of college basketball. Hey, it's going to hate. <laughs> that was beautiful. I, I, and good for them. That's awesome. It really is. It's just one of these things, Ephraim, it's funny to me, where making it to the final four is the magical elixir. It wipes away everything else, anything. You could face the easiest path possible to the final four. And not saying that the Ramblers did. No, you, say, did, you did say that. Any team could. No, any but team you could said face they the did. Easiest. No, I didn't. I didn't yes, say they faced. Did. Of, of the teams this season, yes. Oh I'm saying God. of all time. I'm saying okay, here we like go. the easiest path possible, the lowest seed every single Step of the way. Um, you know, even if that were the case, as long as you make it to the Final Four, it's like, ah, no questions asked. You made it to the Final Four. It's all good. Because it's Typically, tough, that's it's the way tough it goes. to do. It's really hard to do. Period. Right? So, But it ranges based on who you face. That's what I'm telling you. It doesn't matter. And what I'm telling you for the last time, Brian, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does matter. The journey that it takes to get there 
is what makes it tough. And, oh, yeah, you have to play other teams as well, right? All of which have been ranked lower than you. So tell me how that's easy or not tough. It sounds like the same argument made about the UConn women's basketball streak, you know? Where it's like, oh, don't take into account who they face. Just what a streak. Unbelievable. It, it doesn't it's matter. Like, well, they played everybody. Competition, they played everybody. Mm-hmm. They played everybody. They beat everybody. Yeah. They played everyone. And a everyone. lot of those teams were bad. It doesn't mean a lot of them were good as well. Some were good. It doesn't matter. So why didn't the, sure. why didn't the good teams beat them? All I'm saying is oh, if you put it you side by side with UCLA's oh, streak. Here we go. Here we go. I'm now, serious. You, you you have to you, take you that mean, into account. You mean going back into history? It, sure, with UCLA's 88-game winning streak and when that got broken right. right, by UConn. If you put it side by side, I'm sorry, you got to look at it a little bit closer than that. What what do we, what do we gauge? It's, well, here's what's funny about the NCAA tournament, getting back to the men. How do we pick who gets into the tournament? Outside of the automatic berths. It's who you played and who you beat. Right. It's not about, well, that's, your record is 30 and 2. Well, if you tournament. beat a bunch of tomato cans, well, we take that into account. But once you get in the tournament, everyone we just throw is, that to the waist. Nothing matters. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Because you've actually made it. You're one of the top <laughs> 68 teams in the I, nation. Why would that thinking need to go out the window? Because how could, it, how could it still be uh, prevalent? How? You're now facing the elite of college basketball. Everyone there deserves to be there, you know, with a few, you know, they should have made it in. You know what I mean? But for the most part, the people there deserve to be there. So if you beat them, you're beating a deserving team. You're you're missing my point here. Your point of is Of course ridiculous. they deserve to be in the Final Four. They beat who was in front of them. But I'm looking at their path and projecting how it's going to unfold from this point on. Are you telling me, Mr. Rambler? <laughs> I'm not, not saying, a rambler. Talking-wise, I'm, I'm saying, an Aztec. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm okay, not a rambler. I, you've adopted them just for the NCAA tournament. I like Mr. the way rambler, they play. I like Salam. the way they play basketball. That's fine. Okay, with all that being said, just are you like betting like your the house way- and home? You're putting all your worldly possessions on the Ramblers going forward? You believe in them that much? Like I've said before. I only bet on myself. If I gave you, if I said, Ephraim, here's 200,000 bucks, but you got to bet it on a team in this, you know, this Loyola Chicago versus Florida State or Michigan matchup. You got to pick one team. Are you going with the Ramblers or are you taking the winner of the Florida State Michigan game? I'm going with the Ramblers. You're putting two hundred thousand on the Ramblers. Yeah, you said you're giving me two hundred thousand, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll put your money on the Ramblers. Okay. And Sister Jean. And you're rolling with Sister Jean. I'm telling you what, Sister I didn't Jean's got to hurry up. I didn't say and sister. get over these festivities and talk say, to us here on the radio after I didn't this say win. Sister you know? Jean. I said Sister Jean. Sister. I'm rolling with Sister okay. Jean. All right. There's All right. a difference. Spicing it up a little bit. You know who doesn't need to be spiced up? That's Steve DeSager. Steve DeSager is already fully spiced up. <laughs> Whatever that means. What's going on, Steve? By the way, uh, say what you will in the analogy with UConn, and it's a ludicrous conference that UConn women are in, but they schedule everybody. 
Uh, Thank you. They have played 11 ranked teams, and they're 11 and 0. And they're going to face a top 10 team for their regional final Monday Whoa. night. Thank you. And half those ranked teams are horrible. Oh, here we go. Now, now, now I would the, say now this the rankings year, are wrong. This year in college basketball, men's college <laughs> basketball, the word horrible applies even uh, as much as it usually does to the women. Has too. women's basketball b- talent been deep, Steve? No, and this is my point about yeah. men's basketball this year, is that the top 20 are no better than the next 20 all season it is. long. It's- it's wide open in the men's side for sure. But UConn women thirty-five and zero because they beat Duke in a Sweet Sixteen game today, seventy-two fifty-nine. So they face two seed South Carolina Monday night. It's a top ten matchup. They already played at South Carolina, yet another ranked team out of conference that they scheduled early. Uh, it's early February it was, and UConn won eighty-three fifty-eight in a top ten matchup on the road. They've played everybody this year. Thank you. As for the NCAA men's 83, tournament. 83-58, and that doesn't make you qual- question the quality of the competition? Recruit better. Okay. Recruit better. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Recruit better. I don't get, get better athlete. Get a better coach. We mm-hmm. do have an 11 seed in the men's Final Four. Now, what? This do is, we? This is not unprecedented. Remember VCU in 2011, yep. for example, but it was an 11 versus 9 seed for your regional final in Atlanta uh-huh. that just ended. Uh-huh. Loyola, Chicago, 78-62 winners. By mid-second half, the lead was 61-38. Ramblers shot 57% from the floor. So coming up in less than 20 minutes in downtown L.A., the West Final 3 seed Michigan against Florida State. In the NBA, Philadelphia was going for a 6th straight win they're about 30 seconds away from victory up on Minnesota 120 to 108 triple double for Ben Simmons Warriors guard Steph Curry is out at least three weeks with a sprained MCL he just returned last night from an ankle injury Celtics guard Kyrie Irving will miss three to six weeks so into the playoffs after his knee surgery today and yes the team again called the procedure minimally invasive today (laughs) tight end Martellus Bennett retired today he played for New England and Green Bay last year his 10th NFL season the Raiders re-signed safety Reggie Nelson. And two other notes, golf, Justin Thomas advanced to the match play semis. And bad weather canceled NASCAR qualifying at Martinsville. Martin Truex Jr. was given the poll for tomorrow based on points. The snow there in Virginia is due to stop in the morning, so the Cup Series 500 tomorrow is still on. It'll be on FS1 with temperature in the 40s, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And then the trucks race will run also on FS1. Back to you. Good stuff, Steve DeSager. It's Brian No, E from Salam. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. i got to ask you a question, Ephraim. Go ahead. Has there been a heart transplant in San Antonio? Mm. Meaning Kawhi Leonard, who used to be all heart, all of a sudden, I don't know what has happened to him, not gutting through an injury. And LaMarcus Aldridge, who went for 45, a career high last night. Greg Popovich, he he said that this dude is, he's got as much heart as anybody else. And all of a sudden, he's playing with a lot of confidence and a lot of swagger. It's unbelievable because it used to be a complete role reversal over there before this season. Yeah, it was. And, you know, LaMarcus has always been a a, a top-tier player. He just struggles in the playoff. And we saw that from him. Uh, he's definitely picked up the slack minus uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, this year. Uh, in in terms of, of Kawhi, I know Kawhi. He's a San Diego State Aztec. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit up here and question his heart. But what we don't, 
what we don't understand as people when we're dealing with players and injuries, like that's a different mindset. So we don't know what that mindset is. We don't know that that how that player reacts to and it, so he came back and got hurt again, right? So that'll freak someone out. I see you, Sister Jean. I see you. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. So um, what you have yeah. to do is, obviously, there's a disconnect there. He's not a very vocal guy. Tim Duncan wasn't a very vocal guy, right? So he's trying to see, is it a good fit for him? Is San Antonio a good fit for him? I don't know. And I don't know what that locker room is like. But it'll never get better if you're just pointing fingers. You know what I mean? You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to come back. We're fighting for our lives. You can't convince a player to come back. It's up to them. Like, remember Chicago was trying to do that with Derrick Rose? Hey, yeah, you've been he, cleared by the doctors. Now, Derrick Rose just completely checked out of basketball. He was looking out for himself. Like He was definitely had checked out of basketball. And it, it's just – you know, it, it's up to the individual. It's up to, and I don't want to be a homer because I, you know, San Diego State and Kawhi Leonard and all of that. But I'm, I'm just saying. Sometimes, as a player, you're more cautious than you should be. You know what I mean? Now I don't know what's adding to if it if it's just the injury, or it's a miscommunication, or him and and, and ownership not on the same page. Just because San Antonio's a, a first-class organization and they are a great organization, it's not. It doesn't mean it's a good fit for everyone. Right, but it's like, dude, what are you doing? We don't he know. He was cleared over a month ago yeah. by the San Antonio doctors, and they are meticulous. They don't just say, all right, you're clear, go ahead, you're back, green light. They are meticulous when it comes to clearing a player. He's been cleared over a month ago, I and get he's it. still not back to play. Something's not right, obviously. What that is, I don't know. Yeah, and Tony Parker <laughs> Tony Parker came out. At, listen to what he had to say about his injury, where he had a quad injury, and comparing it to Kawhi's. I've been through it. It was a rehab for me, too, for eight months, you know, so same kind of injury. Uh, my mind was a hundred times worse, but the same kind of injury, and uh, just try to stay positive. Ouch. I'm, right? I mean, some people are like, maybe you didn't mean it like that. No, he meant it like meant it like that. You're basically saying, dude, I've been through it. Mine was way worse, and I'm back. Where are you? Yeah, that's exactly how he meant it. And maybe that's the discord and the disconnect in the locker room. Right? Maybe yeah. guys are like, hey, you should be back. And he doesn't feel he should be back yet. And maybe he wants to leave. You know what I mean? It could be anything. Hell. I just, yeah, I mean, I, how can you, if you want to leave, I can understand you being a little bit gun-shy because it's a major injury and you right. haven't had a whole lot in your, your career. I get that. I understand that. But at some point, you got to get back on the court. You do have and to even get back if on you, the court. If you're done with San Antonio, I mean, what's preventing you from getting back on the court? You know? If basketball is a game you love... You can show out for your next franchise by balling out in the playoffs. Like, why? Why wouldn't you go out there? I agree. I mean, he's going to get $200 million no matter what, but, you know, I agree. Yeah. Hey, man, we have common ground. It's we good. do have common ground. This is, this is a good step for us. <laughs> it's like, 
It's a good step in our I mean, friendship building finally, exercises You're, you're here. finally making sense. I was making sense no, before, you man. No, you you weren't. just weren't trying to hear me. You were not. It's okay. It's all right. It's the cross-eyed bear. It's okay. I'll try to convince you from time to time here on the show. It's all good. <laughs> 877 on Fox. That's our phone number. Feel free to check in. You're always welcome. 877-996-6369. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, a press release that you don't often hear from franchises. This will definitely make you laugh. It's Brian Noeni from Salam with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian Noeni from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks, you're right, it will. About a mile after it hits you, stop. Trains can't. So I ran across an interesting press release. This is from the Oakland AZ from... And they put this out where they said there's an exhibition game between the A's and the Giants coming up here. Mm-hmm. Okay, So they put out a press release and they said, ahead of the Oakland A's exhibition game against their Cross Bay rivals at the Oakland Coliseum, the club announced that parking will cost $50 for Giants fans during the 2018 season. A's season ticket members, prepaid parking will cost 10 bucks, <laughs> And general A's fans... We'll pay 30 Now, the president for the A's came out and made this statement, quote, any Giants fan who yells, go A's, at the parking gates will be charged only $30 to enter the Oakland Coliseum. So you get a little discount right there if you yell, go A's, as a Giants fan. What do you think about this? I think it's brilliant. You like it? I like it. I think it's brilliant. Psych- I like it too, man. Psychological warfare. Right. It's like there are certain things you got to loosen the collar about. Yes. Right? You know, I know it's 2018 and there are certainly very serious social issues to be fighting for. But something like this, Ephraim, instead of taking it seriously and like, how dare you? How dare you try to back me into a corner and make me do what? It's like, dude, they're making you yell go ways for a discount. Come on. Like, have some sense of humor in right. life. Settle at down. Yes. That's absolutely right. Now I wonder if you yell like bleep the A's if it goes up. Like you gotta spend a hundred bucks on parking or something like that. Yeah, probably. You think so? Or you I can't you, you can't come in here. <laughs> no, sir, please the, the the lot's full. They just throw eggs at you. Something like that. Turn your Winnebago around. I got to mention something here, Ephraim. I just learned a couple of minutes ago. Our guy, Papa Bear Ryan Smith, our technical producer, mm-hmm. Mr. Beard, if you want to call him that. Our patches. He just told me. Yeah, our <laughs> patches. Told me something very interesting a couple of minutes ago. He what? said that his girl got mad at him because he made the mistake of telling her that he has a thing for redheads. You could tell he not hasn't been in a relationship too long. <laughs> you, you, you you could just tell that he's not well versed in in. in. <laughs> no, because she said that like she had a thing for Idris Alba, that actor. They all do. Yeah, That's, that just goes. With who is that guy? Uh, uh, they, they all do. He was, uh, he was on that show called The Wire. You know who Idris Alba? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So I was like, oh, cool. Well, like I like Karen Gillan. You know, I like redheads. Oops, big mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Mm. That was bad. What did she say to you? What was the sentence that followed that? Well, I'm not a redhead. 
something about me not getting any loving, something like that. Oh, oh man. So you're back to your usual thing then. <laughs> I'm back to calling EZ over here. That's where, that's where I'm back at. <laughs> hey, Ephraim, what's up, dog? What are you doing tonight? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, man. Yeah, don't well, do I'll that. Tell you that. For any guys out there, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Now, I was recently married, Ephraim. It was two weeks ago. I tied the knot with the lovely Christina. Is it over already? No, it's, it's oh, okay. still, going still going on. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> it's, it's still an ongoing marriage. I don't know, you said recently marriage. married, so I didn't know if that meant it. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. Well, congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. But building off of where we left it with Papa Bear, what are your words of marriage wisdom here? Um, number one. I know you got something for I, me. Oh, absolutely. Number one, yeah. um, happy wife, happy life. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's the God's honest truth. Now, I'm not saying be subservient and cater to her every beck and call, but I'll give you an mm-hmm. example. If you, if they call you and say, Brian, you've been fantastic on the radio. We're going to give you a raise. You're going to make more money than you've ever dreamed of. And you are so excited and you driving in the car and you can't wait to get home to tell your wife. Mm-hmm. And you go in and she's in the kitchen and she's sitting there with a glass of wine and she's upset or sad, or whatever that is, uh-huh. first thing you should do is keep your good news to yourself <laughs> and figure out what's wrong with mama. Uh-huh. Because if you do not, then it it's not going to, then you don't care. Hmm. Right? So just put yours on the back burner. Make sure she's okay. And at a, at a later time, tell her. That's just an example of if mama's not happy, no matter what's going on in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ain't no nobody ma- happy. No matter how good your news <laughs> is, you won't even be able to celebrate it like you want to celebrate it. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's interesting. It's, that's a, it's a, re- a good that's point. A, that's a real thing. And I'm not, I'm letting you know. Uh-huh. And my wife hates when I say happy wife, happy life. But she Why does she hate that? But she understands. Because it makes it seem like, you know, I'm sacrificing my happiness for hers, which is not true. It is true. It's not it's not true. You gotta <laughs> listen. You just got into a relationship yesterday, so settle down. Okay? It is true. What I'm Is this saying, still a relationship going on, by the way, Papa Bear? You still with this girl? Uh we have to go to break in about thirty seconds. Oh, okay. Right. So we'll get back story. to that. But sorry, not right. to throw you off, Ephraim. But, but, what, but what I'm saying is the fact that her being happy, you know, is is something that helps the household. It's vice versa, yeah. but more so her. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's mama's world, and I'm okay with that. She does so much and sacrifices so much. Her happiness is important to me. Yeah, I, I know you don't mean it in a bad way. No, not at um, all. But definitely Papa, don't mean Papa, it maliciously. Papa, Papa Bear wouldn't get that, though. <laughs> we'll circle back to Papa Bear and the Redheads yeah, coming up soon. That was dumb. Also from the Geico Studios, the landscape of the association with major injuries. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. The Ramblers, first team to punch their ticket to the Final Four. Loyola, Chicago, they're going there. Michigan off to a good start against Florida State. So Michigan just fresh off that blowout win against A&M. 
They're looking pretty good right now. They are. They are. Because A&M had, you know, I was like, whew. You're talking about some athletic guys. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Michigan Got a front out, line and everything. Oh good front court over there. Michigan came out on fire last game. I mean, it was spectacular. Yeah. It was. We've. Seen, I love tournaments like this. I love when there isn't that consensus number one team. Yeah, it's up in the air. Anybody can go. Like it, it, yeah. it, it literally can be anybody. And I love I, it I when love it's that. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather have it like that. Like I would rather have – let's assume that the Warriors are at full strength, and they're not right now with Steph right. Curry's injury that we'll get into in a little bit here. But I would rather have the, the situation in the NCAA tournament right now, whether it's in the NCAA tournament or it's the NBA playoffs – I would rather have it wide open like it is right now with March Madness. I would rather not have it the way it is with the Warriors looking down at everybody else with all the talent that they have and them being the consensus favorite if they're fully healthy. That's just not as interesting to me. I get it. I understand that. I, you I, with that or do you like I, the consensus favorite? No, no, no. no. Favorite? I, I like that because that's competition, right? You bring yeah. up the level of competition and that makes for – compelling and good basketball it really does yeah yeah I do man I like when it's just crazy I like those if you can get the I always say this Ephraim I don't know if you agree with it but if you get a mixture of dominance and parity I know that sounds ridiculous but it's true if you think about the Jordan Bulls they had a dominant run in terms of the championships they were winning but they weren't sweeping the finals left and right. They had some right. great, great they had, they had finals. Some grinds. They, they had to yeah. grind it out, right? Oh yeah, the flu game. You know, the shot against Brian Russell. All yep. that. Those were great series with the Utah Jazz. It was, and but that's Hall of Fame players against Hall of Fame players. That's just what it was. It was competitive. It was intense. Um, and you know, I just uh, earlier we had went to a my wife and I went to a co-ed baby shower. Okay. Uh, I don't know why they uh, decided to start doing those, but uh, for the guys, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. It's big. not cool. Okay, huh? so <laughs> if there's any ladies out there uh-huh. and they're planning on having a baby shower, don't make it a co-ed. <laughs> Just let the ladies because, do their thing. Is that what you're telling what, me? What happened was it was a group of guys, including the father to be, uh-huh. over in the corner having loud arguments about LeBron James, <laughs> Larry Bird, and, like, who's the best player? Is is Larry Bird better than LeBron James? You know, and throwing all these stats out there. So I want to open that up to us. When you look at LeBron James and what he's able to do and what he's able to uh, to accomplish in his 15th year, has there uh-huh. ever been a great player in their career playing at a greater clip than LeBron James is playing right now? Well, look, man, I'm not trying to overly complicate it, but he's playing at such a high level, but he's still not playing at a better level than Michael Jordan. So, no, there has been somebody that's played at a higher level. because in year 15. Jordan- well, Jordan you didn't that. I do. Said I know Jordan played thirteen right. years. Right, I get it. Right, right. But well, in also he went 13- to college as he, well. He did go to college. <laughs> he did go to college. But yeah. It, but in Jordan's 
13th year, was he playing as good as LeBron James is playing right now? Well, or any I mean, other, or any other player, not just Michael Jordan, right? This Anybody was the argument, specifically though. year fifteen. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Why did Larry Bird come up if this is year? Well, 15? Well, because one of the guys was saying that LeBron James is, wasn't better than Larry Bird. Larry Bird was the truth, and then it, okay. it was like all he could do was shoot. And of course, there were some millennials involved in that, so they didn't uh-huh. really know exactly how good Larry <laughs> that Bird makes was. It fun. Yeah. That always makes it a good time. Right. So So you you've taken their argument and kind of morphed it into year fifteen only type. Well, because thing? that's what it morphed into. Okay. It literally morphed into well, nobody's been able to play as well as LeBron James is playing today in year fifteen. So how can he not be better than Bird? That's well, what that's what the conversation yeah. was. Well, because you don't always look at a in a complete body of work and say well, Kobe made it to what, 20 seasons? 20 seasons. Right? So, therefore, Jordan can't be better than Kobe because he didn't? That doesn't make any sense. I agree with that. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't look at it just as, well, LeBron lasted longer career-wise than Michael Jordan did, therefore LeBron's better. I, there's way more to it than just that. I agree. I really do. Yeah. You smell what I'm cooking again, Ethan from Salam. This is good, man. I do. I smell what you're cooking, but I also, you also have to take into account the errors that they played in. Sure. Right? So uh, my buddy was like, well, LeBron James, this and that. And and if you put LeBron James back in those days and and you put uh, Jordan in these days, I said, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. When Michael Jordan was in his prime, you can literally touch the ball carrier. Joe Dumars would sit in his hip pocket with his forearm Absolutely. resting on his hip bone. Yeah. Right? The entire you could, you know game. They, you you couldn't you don't have targeting in college football right. to throw you out. You had targeting in the NBA and it was totally fine. Like that's the game it was. It like, was complete contact. But you could the, the big thing is you can make contact with the ball carrier. Absolutely like, you could. You can't yeah. touch a ball carrier right now. In the open court, like if you're guarding them at the top of the key, yeah, you can't touch them. If you right. touch them, it's a foul. Back in those days, oh, you could totally definitely touch them. Right, right. So you can. Scottie Pippen made a living like that. Yes, Scottie Pippen would literally, like, I like remember you said, he single-handedly clubbing him. He's almost doing like a Reggie White yes. club move. He single-handedly took Mark Jackson out of the playoffs. <laughs> Remember when Mark Jackson was bringing the ball up the court? Yeah. And he yeah. would start the offense at the other end, uh, at their end three-point line, uh, three line. He couldn't yeah. even get it past half court. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a different era. And, like, the point is LeBron still could function in that era being Absolutely. as strong as he is. But for Jordan, who's not nearly as big as LeBron is, for him to be so dominant in that era, it is – unbelievable completely dominant though yeah so that i mean that was the type of so that's that's what you get when you invite guys to a baby shower ladies <laughs> all right and then and it turns into all right guys we, like we, let's settle down with lebron talk it's time to announce he what literally the left gender is. He, li- he literally left the you know the the game where they were doing games and all that he was like yeah i, I gotta go over here and and just walked away out of in the middle of the game <laughs> To, to go join this conversation. It was hilarious. Oh, man, that's good. Well, That's funny. I know. So we opened that up to 
he said he made a statement that Jerry Rice, uh, um, Randy Moss was the greatest receiver ever, better than Jerry Rice. And I said, whoa, 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 slow down. Uh huh. You're getting carried away. All right. Number one, I played against both of them, and Randy Moss had more gifts than Jerry mm-hmm. Rice, but he was right. not better than Jerry Rice by any stretch of the imagination. The fact that Jerry ran a four six, but his ability to always be open, like always be open. In a much different era too. Much you can literally basketball. you can yeah. literally put the receiver in a in a chokehold. Yeah, you could. Right? Sure. It wasn't a pass happy league back then. No. So no, it was not compared was, to today. Not well, even no, close. Not even close. So what I was telling them was the fact that it was the precision of the routes that Jerry Rice was running that made him the greatest. It's a reason he was always open. And yeah, I I hear you on that. So but absolutely, I do. That's what you know. That's where these conversations morphed. And I was like, you know what? I'm taking that to the radio. We're gonna have this conversation. <laughs> We're gonna have this conversation on the airwaves. As soon as there's an opening and Brian shuts up, I'm just gonna go right for it. He could be talking about the NFL. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm, this in. I'm there. diving I like that. in. That's good, man. That's good. Um, you know what? Building off that though, E from just talking about it, that's the shame with the rules changing the yeah. way they have is. I don't know if we're what's it going to take for us to recognize a quarterback, a wide receiver, an NBA player offensively for being the greatest ever when a lot of times the tendency is like oh it's the rules are so much different right now. I hate that Drew Brees has been so dominant in the NFL. Oh my god, it's re- beyond dominant. Yeah, and we just look and we're like yawn, I mean, you can't like you can't touch anybody down the field after five yards. So, and it, it completely devalues what he's been able to accomplish. You're right, and I mean Drew Brees is that guy. He is. He is the guy. Seriously. So it's you know, it's a shame that we have to that we don't recognize that. And but you got to look in the era he played in, right? Yeah. You got arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play at the same time he's playing in. You know, uh, Tom Brady. Sure. Then you sure. have the quarterback who had the, the best regular season numbers out of anybody in Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Then you have a guy named Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right. right. You have all of these quarterbacks. Drew Brees is there. Drew Brees has had more 5,000-yard-plus seasons than anybody in NFL history. But we don't know that yeah. about Drew Brees. Right. We it's, don't know that. It's, it's just crazy, man. Like, you look at just year by year what he's been able to do. You shouldn't just chalk everything up to the era and leave it at that. Right. But that's often what happens. That's the shame of it. So I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to be objective about it with the rules changing as much as they have in the NBA and the NFL. Well, rule changes are necessary because the game evolves, it moves on, and you can't stay stagnant. You have to constantly be trying to improve the game. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I understand that. I just, you know, in football, you don't need to hit people under their chin. Like, you just you don't need to. Right, right? yeah. It's, it's not necessary. So when you're moving forward, I'm glad they're finally getting together and fixing this catch rule because that's driving people crazy, including myself. <laughs> it just, you know, you're, you're, you're taking the ability for these tremendous athletes to 
do what they do best. That's catch the ball and you, when no one thought they can catch it. So, and you're diminishing sure. their efforts. Yeah. When you start, ah, well, it moved a little bit when it hit. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, they definitely need to move on from that and they need to clarify it. There's no doubt. We'll have a little bit more on that. We'll expand on that. It's Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, the worst rule in football continues to exist. Brian Noni from Salam live with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer makes it easier to protect what you love. Just go online, compare quotes, and choose what's right for you. Progressive.com is your home for all things home insurance. It's Brian Noni from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. You know, Ephraim, you never know who's going to drop by, you know? We've got athletes. We've got coaches. We've got a a player from Loyola, Chicago. I love it. First team to get to the Final Four, you know? I know you've been standing up for the Ramblers. I love it. it. Yeah, we've got Cameron Satterwhite. He is a sophomore guard for the Ramblers. Cameron, what's going on, man? How, How crazy is the party right now for the Ramblers going to the Final Four? Oh, man, it's surreal. It's surreal. Uh, it's a feeling like no other. Just blessed. Just, we're just all blessed to be here. Cameron, let me ask you this. This is uh, Ephraim Salam. Thank you for uh, joining us. Um, what was said before the game? What are the type of speeches your coach has given you to get you guys to be pumped up to play at this unbelievable level? Um, he, we just come in the game confident. I mean, he tells us we're here for a reason. Um, we're, it, like, we put in a lot of work. We referred to a preseason back in July when we all came. Uh, it's just we didn't start we didn't start this for no reason, and it's he's just preaching that message, and we we take it to heart and we go out there and just give it a hundred ten percent. You know, Cameron, all of this talk about Sister Jean and the phenomenon <laughs> that she is, and what was it like before the game today? She was leading you guys in prayers. How's that been for you? Oh, it's been great. Sister Jean is a big part of this team big part she gives a scouting report she prays for us for every game she's the biggest supporter biggest fan everything and like we're, we're happy we're just as happy to share this experience with her as she is with us so it, it's just great i love it um what do you have to say to the naysayers that say you guys's road <laughs> may have been a lot easier than these other teams in the tournament i for one don't agree with that but what would you say to someone, maybe my co-host, that would say something like that? Um, I mean, we, we approach every game the same. I mean, we don't care if we're playing an ACC team or uh, a WAC conference team. It doesn't matter. We, treat, we respect every opponent. We go into every game, and we can't control who we play. So we, we go into that, and we, we just we go out ready to win. You know, Cameron, what what do you think has been the biggest reason for your success? Would you say ball movement has been huge on the defensive end? You guys have been playing well. What's the number one factor why you guys are in the Final Four based on your play? I, I would say chemistry. Like, this team is so close on and off the court. 
And offensively, defensively, we share the ball. We're unselfish. I mean, we don't care who scores. On defense, we got each other's backs. We rotate. It just comes down to chemistry and, like, trusting our brothers. Like, we all trust each other, and I think that's the biggest That's the biggest thing. I know that my, my teammates got my back, and they know I have theirs. That's wonderful. Moving forward, who would you guys prefer to play out of the Florida State-Michigan game? Or does it even matter? I mean, it, it doesn't matter. We're, like I said, we respect every opponent. Those are two great teams. So, I mean, we're, we're going to – our coaching staff is going to watch the game, probably break it down to the, to the ounces, and we're going to treat them like every other team, put it in the bank, and move forward. I love it. I love that attitude, man. You guys have been tremendous. You guys are truly uh, a, a story and a team that should be reckoned with. And I also – have made a statement about at what point do they stop becoming Cinderella's and just a, a darn good team? Do you guys feel like you're at that point where you don't want to be the Cinderella team anymore? You just want to be the team that everybody has to fear? I mean, I think we've shaken a lot of a lot of people's minds, shaking a lot of things up. But we're gonna take we we don't really care about media and the Cinderella. We know what's going on in this locker room. And uh, that's all that matters. That's all we care about. They can say we're Cinderella. They can say all of that. But in this locker room, we think we can compete with anybody, and I think we've proven that. He's Cameron Satterwhite from Loyola, Chicago. Last one for me, Cameron. You start thinking about you got two games to go potentially and hopefully, and this could be the greatest run in the history of the NCAA tournament. Have you guys started talking about being close to making history to that magnitude, or are you just trying to take it, the big, the most popular cliche in sports, one game at a time, how are you guys looking at it? Just like that, one game at a time. We know the position we're in, but we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, we, we just stay the course. We're blessed to, have, blessed to be here, and we just want to, like we said, put it in the bank and move on to the next game. I love it, man. Thank you so much, uh, Give Sister Jean our, you know, our love. We'll be watching you guys, and good luck moving forward. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. There you go. Cameron Satterwhite. Maybe I was going to say, maybe he could hook us up with one of those Sister Jean bobbleheads. You hear about that? First Apparently of all, they sold a thousand you, of those things. You don't get one. Okay. <laughs> you don't get one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I'm not allowed to get a Sister Jean bobblehead just because I'm not captivated by their road to the Final Four? Absolutely not. You definitely really? don't. Oh, no. no. How? Why not? Why not? Why because that... you're so negative. You're so negative about their efforts. And just like I thought I knew he would answer, they're not worried about what anybody outside of that locker room they is saying. Be. All they're worrying about is whoever the next team is, line them up in front of us, and we're going to approach it like we've approached every other team in uh-huh. this tournament and do what we do and run right through them. That's perfect. Poetic. I'm telling. I can't. You have to have some Ramblers gear coming to you in the mail. I don't even. You just have to. And I would support them, but I'm an Aztec through and through. I just want to say that. But what mm-hmm. I won't do is I won't diminish the efforts of a team, no matter what rank or what seed they are. I will not diminish those efforts because I know how hard it is to continue to move forward, no matter who you're playing in the tournament. It's extremely difficult. And for them to keep going and people not give them the credit saying that their road was easy, it's impossible for their road to be easy. It is. It's, not it's impossible. impossible. 
It, it, no, it's not. It's not impossible. It's look. There are easier paths than others. That's all I'm saying. That's all. They definitely deserve not, to be in the final four. They deserve taking, to be there in San Antonio. You're not but I'm just saying there are easier account. paths than others. You're not taking to, into account that they are the lowest seed every round, or the highest seed every round, lowest, wh- whichever way you're going. Right, 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 right. Lowest, so their past, right. their path, their path is harder. It's harder than Duke, right? It's harder than no. Villanova. Villanova's the number no. one seed. Every it's supposed to be easier for them. They're the number one seed. I see what you're saying. I totally understand that's, what you're that's saying. That's what I'm saying, right? So when you look at the but seed, it's not just them. It's they, not just them. It's it's who they're facing as well. Like we've never had a nine eleven matchup hey, in the Elite Eight. That's never happened before. That's not their fault. It has nothing to do with them. All they can do is play the team in front of them. That's it. Steve DeSager, he did an update last hour, and he was saying he's about to join us here in a minute, but what did you say, Steve? This is the fifth time an 11 seed made it to the Final Four. Was that the stat? I believe it's four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Fourth, fourth time. George Mason was one of those teams, were they not? Yes, and yep. VCU. I so. Yeah, yeah. And but LSU. George Mason, they took down UConn. UConn was a number one seed the year that they made it to the Final Four. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a harder path to the Final Four than what we've seen from Loyola Chicago. I don't know why that makes me the biggest Ramblers hater of all it's time. Not, I'm just not telling you hating. it's an easier path It's not that, that you're hating. You're diminishing what they've accomplished. Haters going to hate. And I, don't, and I don't think that's right. I don't think you should do that. Why? What? Wait a minute. Why is it just in college basketball? This happens all the time. It could, it could happen in college football based on the path to the college football playoff. Or we talked about UCF schedule like crazy last year. Why is it just within the final four where it's like, how dare you say their path was easier than others? You, Why sir, like are that? wrong. No. Right. <laughs> it just turns into that, man. It's crazy. But By the way, the other okay. three 11 seeds all lost in the national semifinals. We know that, okay. VCU on their run, I just looked it up, 2011, they did beat number one seed Kansas to get to the final four mm-hmm. and earlier had killed number three seed Purdue by 18 points. So they had a tougher path, is what you're telling me, than the Ramblers. <laughs> they beat a one and a three. Here? I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about the past. I'm talking about this tournament, right? <laughs> I'm not talking about what the other 11 seeds, their path was like. I'm talking about this tournament right now. You can't d- diminish Loyola of Chicago's path and say theirs is easier than Villanova's or Texas Tech or Kansas or Florida State or Gonzaga because they are the lower seed, all right? Their path is hard because they are the lowest seed. So we're just giving them brownie points because they stink, is what you're telling me. No. Because they didn't have no. a great regular season and they're a lower seed. We're going to assume that they're a bad basketball team. They're not a bad basketball team. They're in the Final Four. No bad basketball teams go to the Final Four. Right, right. Okay, I agree with you. So why are we grading on a curve? We're not grading on the curve. You're the one that's saying, you're the one that's diminishing their their efforts. I'm not. I'm not. I I think they deserve to be there, and you keep talking about their path was easy. That's that's ridiculous. I said it's easier than others. Oh, easier. That's it. I didn't say it's easy. I didn't say it was easy. That's right. I said it was easier. Yeah, you. There's a big difference. You put the er on it. That's right. I did. Hey, listen, the er makes a difference, right? I I, I guess so. (laughs) It just does. Um, All right, we got to get to the uh, worst rule in football that continues to exist. But uh, not the worst rule in broadcasting, of course not. Steve DeSager, he is a fine, fine update man.
Yes. By the way, here tonight. the NCAA has confirmed that once we get to the Final Four, you know, the courts are raised. They play at these huge football facilities. The mm-hmm. NCAA says we will have a lift to ensure that Sister Jean will be able to get up on the raised court in San Antonio next weekend mm-hmm. at the Final Four. But Loyola Chicago did do something that's never been done. They're the lowest-seeded automatic qualifier to make the Final Four. Those other 11 seeds we mentioned, they were all at-large picks. Loyola was mm. first place in the Missouri Valley Conference, and of mm. course with this long winning streak, they ran the table in their conference tournament. As an 11 seed, they're in the Final Four. 78-62, they beat Kansas State to win the South. At the West region, Florida State's up 23-22 on Michigan with about five minutes left in the first half in L.A. Florida State with 10 turnovers so far. And uh, Michigan from three-point range, just two of eight. Obviously, neither team has really stood out at this point, which is just fine with the Seminoles, by the way. They can win those kind of games. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Lakers have lost four games in a row. They get to play at Memphis tonight. The Grizzlies are truly awful this year at 19-53. and 53. And the Grizzlies are beating the Lakers in the third quarter, 69-64. to Phoenix lost its 11th game in a row at Orlando. Chicago lost its fifth straight. That was a loss at Detroit tonight. Philadelphia won its sixth in a row, beating Minnesota. Derrick Rose of Minnesota still out with an ankle injury. Celtics guard Kyrie Irving will miss three to six weeks after knee surgery today. Warriors guard Steph Curry is out at least three weeks with a sprained MCL. Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson still out for Sunday's Golden State game. Sore rib and broken thumb, respectively. And bad weather canceled NASCAR qualifying at Martinsville but the snow's due to stop in the morning in Virginia and the Cup Series 500 due to take place on FS1 in cold temperatures at 2 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow and then the trucks race on FS1 after that. Back to you. Good stuff, Steve DeSager, as always. (laughs) It's Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. As Steve was mentioning that update, Ephraim, I was thinking about I, I don't gamble during Lent. I take it off. Okay. Because we got March Madness going on. We got games galore. But I say, you know what? No gambling during Lent. It's a good sacrifice. But I was listening to that update from Steve DeSager, and I'm like, man, Easter can't get here quickly enough. <laughs> Next Sunday, we got to load up on these teams that are tanking, right? Yeah. Good Lord, they're losing by 61 points. That's, that's ridiculous. That, you know what? So, come on, man. Oh, That's ridiculous. That's terrible. That's, impo- that's almost impossible to do. I know it. And Dwight Howard was suspended for that game, by the way. Man, that, that's just disgusting. When I, when I see that, it, it, it's just it, it's tough to look at because – it shouldn't be like that. You're in the, you're a professional athlete, the best of the best, no matter how good your team is, and you get beat by 61 points. Yeah. That's Mi- ugly. Michigan can go play the local high school and not beat them by 61 points. <laughs> Seriously. It's bad, man. It's bad when you're a professional athletes, and I realize that you you're trying pride, to get a higher man. draft pick. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You got to have some pride. You, you, you can lose by pride, you know, like 15, right? 61? You got to have some type of pride. That's just complete Good Lord. give up. And they should yeah. be fined. They should be fined. They should, <laughs> that should cost them money. <laughs> Conduct detrimental. 
Detrimental to entertainment to, purposes. To the league. Yes. So, Ephraim, I want to see how you feel about this this rule here, being a, a former NFL player. The NFL is not – it's not even on the table right now to change the rule that if the ball is fumbled through the end zone, that the other team gets possession of it. This is from the chairman of the competition committee. This is Rich McKay. And he says, quote, there were eight instances this year, three the year before, and three the year before that. We did not believe it merited a proposal, end quote. So they're like, well, it doesn't happen often enough for us to really address it. I think it's the worst rule in football. It's the one rule that makes absolutely zero sense whatsoever. You can fumble the ball out of bounds anywhere on the field, and whoever fumbled it still retains possession except for the end zone, and the other team gets the ball. It makes no sense to me. I totally agree, by the way, Brian. I totally agree. And Papa Bear is a diehard Raiders fan, and Derek Carr fumbled the ball out of the end zone, which might have something to do with what he thinks. Right. Yeah, I don't think you should get penalized, but I don't think you should lose possession. I think you should have to take the ball back to the 20-yard line, and whatever down it is, that's where you continue to go. I mean, that's better than the way it is right now. Yeah, you lose possession. But I don't know why it would even need to go back to the 20. Why does it need to go back there? Because it should be a penalty for – because guys are trying to throw the ball forward, push the ball forward. It should Uh be a penalty for fumbling through the end zone. I get that. That it should be penalized, but you don't – you don't. You shouldn't lose the possession of the ball. Yeah, you shouldn't lose the ball. That's way too much. No, move them back to the twenty yard line. Let them start the red zone over again. Same down and distance. If it's fourth down, you got our third down. You got to kick a field goal. If it's second down, it's second and goal from the twenty. That's not a big enough penalty. Oh, it's a huge penalty, right? And it's even way less than losing possession altogether, which should goodness you should tell you a lot. You know, good lord, losing possession. You should, if you're the other team, we've seen defensive teams, by the way, get a force a turnover, interception, recover a fumble, and they right. try to score. And the same thing happens. It happened last year where I think it was the Eagles-Redskins game, I want to say, where someone was trying to score. The defensive team fumbled out of the end zone. Right. And the offense got the ball back at the 20. It actually helped them out. It's ridiculous, man. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I, I think that they – want to focus on this catch thing because it's the thing that's given them the most problems. Like right, you said, right. it's only had it's only happened yeah. a handful of times. So they, they really want to nail down this catch thing because they can't have another season with all of the indecision and, you know, the Monday morning quarterback saying, sure, you know, this is that or that is this. It, it, they just have to get that solidified lockdown moving forward so they don't have to keep re-addressing uh, these situations. I agree with you. That happens way more often, and it's more important. All I'm saying is you can do both. I get this it. Is, I understand. You know, a I, I agree. 10-minute conversation with the, the fall out of the end zone thing. you know. But this was interesting. I had a tweet here, Ephraim, and a uh, person reached out and said, I'm so tired of this awful argument, which is bad, but why aren't you arguing that when you fumble out of your own end zone, you lose the ball and give up two points. It's even more penalizing, but fine with you. And it got me thinking, what he brings up is a legitimate point. Say you're backed up to your own goal line and you fumble the ball out of your own end zone. Mm. Should it be a safety and should the other team get possession when they didn't recover the ball either? I I think 
in that case, yes. I think you the other team is rewarded two points and then they get possession because some teams could – remember what Belichick did? Took the safety on purpose yeah. just so he can get the ball back and then uh, uh, stop them and, and score. I think if you lose the ball out of your own end zone while you're in the end zone, then uh-huh. yes, you you give up the points and the other team gets possession. That's fair. That's fair because then if if not, then the penalty you can use that strategically, like we saw the Patriots do. Right. And you know, I, I, you you would do it all the time. All the time, that, you'd be right, doing it all right. the time, and that's not what you right. want. you don't want that. That's an interesting point. Yeah, because <laughs> right, if you're back, let's say you got a ten point lead, right? right? And you're backed up to your own three-yard line. Let's say that it was a safety, but you didn't lose possession, right? Like it was your ball still. Yeah, that no. whatever it happened to be. Like right. instead of having to punt it to the other team, you got it at your opponent's twenty-yard line. Well, you would just turn and accidentally fumble yeah. the ball out of the end zone and get right. the ball at your own twenty. Right, That's and you're exactly. still up by eight points. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought of that because obviously if the other team recovers, it's a touchdown. Right. So why do they get all of those benefits? They get two points and the ball, and they didn't recover it. Chances are they probably forced the fumble out of the end zone. Right. But are? it made me think. I didn't have a great uh, answer for that, honestly. Well, I'm glad I can shared some light on that for you. Right. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. The voice of reason. You got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with the all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many. Hooters, get over there. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. There's uh, a horrible criticism of this NFL franchise, and it looks a whole lot worse now. We'll get to that. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. So, Ephraim, do you remember when Lane Johnson of the Eagles blasted the Patriots? Yeah. And said that he didn't think anybody was having any fun playing for them? Yep. He was on the Pardon My Take podcast and said, I just think the Patriot way is a fear-based organization. Obviously, did they win? Hell yes, they win. They've won for a long time. Do I think people enjoy and say, I had a lot of fun playing there? No, I don't. I'd much rather have fun and win a Super Bowl than be miserable and win five Super Bowls. But hey, it is what it is. That's <laughs> how he ended that quote. It was amazing. Do you like that quote? Are you a fan of it? I do. Really? Do you agree with it? Because it's about fun, man. Right, so I, I I'm a coach for my my son's basketball team and his baseball team. He's six years old, and the first thing I told him is it's about having fun. I want you guys to have fun. I want you guys to learn and have fun. Once you get to the next level, once you get to professional sports, it's so much of a business, right? Your mentality has to change. Now this is a game you've loved since you were a child. You enjoyed playing it, couldn't wait to go to practice, couldn't wait to play any games. And then you get to the league and the money and the business and the politics start to get in, in, in involved 
and you lose your love for it. You really do. And to be able well, to win a, a Super Bowl and still have fun is tremendous. It's 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 the greatest joy in the world. Now I've never won a Super Bowl. I've won the NFC Championship. I've played in a Super Bowl. But that journey we had getting up to that game was tremendous. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that year. It was special because we all liked each other. We had a great time doing it, and we worked well as a team. Right. I hear you in all that. It's, I just never bought into what Lane Johnson as an outsider was saying about the Patriots organization. They look miserable. You can't, tell me, you can't tell me winning that much has they been miserable. They look miserable, though. <laughs> Tom Brady didn't look miserable when he's winning championships and obviously, yelling on the podium. Obviously, and something is going on because the relationship isn't what we thought it was, right? Well, it's not perfect. That doesn't mean that they're. Oh miserable. no, there's some I, I, there's I, some dissension there. There's some. Dissension but let me just say this. Let me just say this, Ephraim. The reason I'm bringing it up is because Gronk, <laughs> Gronk was at an EDM event hosted by Shaq <laughs> on Friday night, and so Gronk was shirtless. And dancing on top of Shaq's shoulders. Seen that. And so it just made me think of Lane Johnson's quote and saying the Patriots, they look like they're not having any fun whatsoever. Really? You think that Gronk looks like a guy who's not having any fun at all? Yeah, but I seem to remember that guy carrying on at a a Super Bowl rally and drinking beers and going crazy. That's Gronk. You tell me no one has he's the only person on the team allowed to (laughs) celebrate and and have fun like that. He's the only one. who else does it? Well, no one's going to do what Gronk does because they're not Gronk. Right. But they're having fun. Are they? Belichick was yelling no days off. Belichick, that's – Belichick was – No days off. That is Belichick just letting loose right there. Man. Yeah, I, I still don't think he's going to be the coach this year. Really? I don't. I really don't. You think he's retiring? You think he's? I I, I think they're going to part ways. Really? Um, I really believe that the Jimmy Garoppolo, tra- him having to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, really has affected him in the relationship uh, between him and 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 Mr. Kraft. I really do, because for eighteen years, they've been able to do it the Patriots' way, which is Bill Belichick's way. Mm-hmm. It's never been a moment where Mr. Kraft comes down and tells him how to do the football stuff, right? He, 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 I'll do the business, you do the football. That's the deal, and it's been working like a charm for 18 years. All of a sudden, you got to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. I understand he's upset about that. I know that, but I'll give you all the credit in the world how, if that how, happens. Man. How much of Bill Belichick's legacy does he want to have tied up with Tom Brady? Do you think Bill Belichick thinks he can win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady? He probably does. And therein lies the situation. It's the egos, right? It's the egos involved. And, you know, you can diminish it if you want to, but Mr. Kraft himself said it. We got to get our egos in check. He didn't say their egos. He said ours, including him. What odds? What odds would you put on Bill Belichick not being the coach of the Patriots this year? Ooh, four to one. 
four to one. Yeah. So I got to lay four hundred to win one hundred. Yeah. Oh, I do that all day. How much can I max out at? <laughs> so, so what's the most I can put on that? Sound like a prop. Sound like a person with yeah, a true does. problem. Yeah. Because I base a lot of that on. And look, things can change, obviously. But Josh McDaniels, who was going to the Colts, he's sticking with the Patriots. Why do you think the, that is? You don't think factors, Mr. Kraft told him yeah. that he's going to be the head coach this year? I don't know when he said that. But as but a caveat, he definitely brought that up to him. I can promise you that. Oh, sure. Thank you. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, major injuries and potential major impact. NCAA hoops in full effect. We've got Michigan and Florida State in a one-point ball game at halftime for the right to face the Ramblers of Loyola Chicago in the Final Four. That's great stuff, man. I'm just looking at the bracket right now, Ephraim. Yep. And I'm thinking about the best potential finals matchup. So you've got three teams on the left side of the bracket. You know, Loyola and the two teams playing right now. Right. Uh, 11, got, 11, 9 in the three seed. <laughs> that's right. And then on the right side of the bracket, uh, one of these four teams, what would be the biggest draw, the best potential draw? Would it be Villanova, Texas Tech, or would it be Kansas, Duke? Of one of those four teams, who do you think would be the sexiest matchup? Probably the Kansas-Duke matchup. So for the moving forward, I agree with you, but moving forward to the championship game. the championship game, game the, if, you're, if you're going based off just sexiness and what the NCAA would want, it would be Duke, of course. So you go Duke, and this is where it gets interesting to me. What's the best matchup? Duke, Michigan, Duke, Florida State, or Duke, Loyola, Chicago? I'd say Duke. Uh, well, the Duke, Michigan matchup brings back, yeah, brings, brings yeah. back you know the heyday of what you know I when I got involved you know my first sure. hatred of Duke going against <laughs> uh you know the, the the Fab Five and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but what would be more compelling? And I think that would draw more eyes would be Duke versus Loyola Chicago. You very well could be right. I would love to see how both how both games would rate, what the ratings would be for both of them. Right. But I think just when you've got that eleven seed, you're talking uncharted territory, right? Never been happened never happened before where you've had a double digit seeded team right. win the NCAA tournament, and you're going up against Duke, right? Like And all their accomplishments, and Coach K, and all, you got the Ramblers coming out over here, seeing if they can win a championship. I think that would be the best potential matchup It'd be in the amazing, final. right? It'd be amazing. Yeah, it would be. I mean, we saw... And I'd be saying, at least Loyola, well, I might be saying... Right, uh, right. What? Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, at least they beat two, three seeds to get to the final, but I don't know that Michigan's going to beat Florida State Exactly. Today. You know? So I don't know. Maybe I'd be saying they beat two nine seeds to get to the But does it matter game. at that point? <laughs> They're in the championship game. I, that's the whole point is it matters going forward. It doesn't matter looking back. It does not matter. But as it pertains to their game and their chances against Duke, yeah, it would matter. I think they should shock a lot of people. I think a lot of people would want to see that because they would, just like you, 
want to see how they would stack up against yeah. one of the perennial powers yeah, in college absolutely. basketball. And you got Sister Jean and that whole thing. Right? So it transcends just the sport. Now it's guess like who, a pop guess, culture type Guess who thing. wasn't mentioned in the FBI probe? <laughs> Sister Jean. Loyola, Chicago, and Sister Jean. <laughs> they were not mentioned in that probe. How about that? Uh-huh. So no evidence. The paying players under no the table. No huh? evidence of wrongdoing there. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's absolutely true. And it makes their run impressive from that standpoint. The thing, you know what's weird, man, is how people just flock. There's such hatred and animosity toward teams that use one-and-done players. And I have never understood that. Where, you know, like, of course it's an advantage in one regard when you get these phenomenal-type prospects to play for your squad. But when you only have one year to try to establish some chemistry to to get them ingrained in your philosophy, that is tough, man. Yeah, ask Coach Calipari. He'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very tough. Yeah, he'll tell you. I don't understand why there is such animosity to the one and done in many regards. It's like people hate the one and done. Because it's a tease, right? People don't like to be teased, (laughs) right? It's a tease. It's like... Oh, we get this great kid. He comes. He's coming to the school. With, it's this and it's that. <laughs> and th- six months, he's gone. And it's like, uh-huh. what? What just happened? Uh huh. Right. Like when you get a lap dance from Kevin Durant, and then he's gone, and he's just leaving you. Kyrie uh-huh. Irving played like nine games at Duke. <laughs> right. And Think he about was that. Done. That was it. He was gone. He was gone. On to the NBA. Towns. On and on and on. Yeah, the one and done guys. I mean, look. I just. I don't understand why it's taken as such a negative if I think if people were to embrace it, I would much rather have one year of those star-studded players just as a fan. Nah, just, just let them go to the league. entertainment-wise. No, just let them go to the league. I'm fine with that. I get that. But the way it's set up, the way the system is right now with the NBA rule, I benefit as a fan to see those guys for one year. I'm just, from the fan's perspective only. I get it. I just, just from yeah. that perspective. That's good. I would rather have one year of Kevin Durant than no years of Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. 877-99 on Fox. That's your phone number. It's Brian No Annie from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. As far as the NBA goes, Ephraim, a couple of major injuries. We've got Steph Curry. He'll be reevaluated in three weeks. He suffered an MCL injury last night against the Hawks. And then you have Kyrie Irving. He's on the shelf for three to six weeks after he had surgery Allegedly. today on his left knee. What, no. you don't think he's coming back at all this no. year? No, no, no. You think he's done? Yeah, I think yeah. he's done. I think he's done. I, I, I think um, the Celtics organization is going to really look at the big picture and yeah. and and see that you know without having Gordon Hayward and even though they're playing well, it, why why would you risk it? Yeah, it just sure it, if he's not one hundred percent, it just doesn't I would make sense. It. It, yeah. it it doesn't make sense. It 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 wouldn't be a smart move. So I think personally, I think he's done. Yeah, you know, whatever, I got a hard time with this phrase minimally yeah, invasive. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Right? Yeah, that, that, eh, you were cut open. Yeah, right. Like, that's yeah. that's <laughs> nothing minimal about that. I've been there. I've been there, and it's uh-huh. it's difficult because what you what what happens is you lose th- that muscle, you lose that that strength 
in that knee. So you yeah. can't build those muscles back up in that knee. Right? I remember having yeah. surgery. Uh, I was playing for the Denver Broncos at the time, and I had surgery. It was about 11 days after surgery. I was back on the field starting. Awful. Awful. Terrible. It just felt terrible. Oh, huh? was, I couldn't. It was a knee? Yeah, it was my knee. Literally knee, yeah. could not lift 20 pounds on a leg extension. Oh, couldn't do man, it. That's brutal. Could not do oh, it. Oh, gosh. And you're trying to block like 300-pound men. Oh, it was the real deal. Now, it was it was awful. And wow. so, and I was, oh, when we were playing on real AstroTurf, not the synthetic stuff, it was the real AstroTurf. And right. it just, my knee hasn't been the same since. Literally, it has not been the same since. Yeah, and I would say to that, you know, it, it depends on the area. Right. If you had, like, minimum surgery it's, it's, on your shoulder or something as an NBA player, that's way different than your Way knee. different. It's too much running, stopping, starting, crossover. It's just too much. And that surf, it's just wood. You run up yeah. and down on wood. I know. <laughs> right? It, Hard it, impact, it, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's not forgiving whatsoever. So if I were them in the long run of, of, of the team getting – Gordon Hayward back at full strength next year, having him healthy. Kyrie Irving is injury prone. I just said he played nine games at Duke. Why was that? He had a wrist yeah. injury. Injured. Right? Yep. He's been injured at, at Cleveland. Yeah. So it's Same it, thing with Steph Curry. Same Steph thing. Curry's very oh, he's injury prone. Definitely injury prone. Yeah. Remember before he became Steph the Steph Curry we know and love now. We didn't know if he would make it because of the injuries. Yeah, a lot of ankle injuries, and now it's the knee. The dumb thing to me, though, Ephraim, is he came back from this knee injury last night. It was the first time he played since March 8th. So he had the ankle problem, comes back to play, and then gets hurt, has this knee injury. And I've been hearing, like, did he race back too early? Did you see how he got injured? Right, right. JaVale McGee just fell, fell into, into his him. knee. That has nothing to do with coming back too early or not. He's just one of those guys that's and, – and two times this year he's hurt his ankle by just falling, coming down, right? Coming – landing, no mm-hmm. one around him, no one underneath him, and hurting that, hurting that ankle. He's just one of those guys. Yeah. We call it clumsy or – Whatever you want to call it, he's injury prone. He's injury prone. Period. Yeah, yeah. That's the remarkable thing about LeBron, and he's played every oh, single tr- game this crazy. year. That's crazy. Tremendous. In year fifteen, every single game at that level, every game. It's unbelievable. That's the travesty of LeBron's career. Is why we can't just look at him for what he's doing. It's always got to be a comparison between him and Jordan or him or whoever instead of just looking at what he's doing. Like this is this is a generational type talent where like I just got married, hopefully I'll have kids sometime in the near future. Ephraim, I'm going to tell my kids about LeBron James. Yeah. So why wouldn't I appreciate his career while it's still going on? Yeah, I feel that yeah. I mean, watching LeBron James at in year fifteen is tremendous. I mean, the effort, the level. Of course, he can't play defense like he once did, right? Mm-hmm. He conserves himself, which he should do at that age, at this point in his career, until you get to the the playoffs. But 
just watching his athleticism and good, he is a, definitely a freak of nature. He is, man. He's, Goodness. He's, I remember him against the Bulls in the playoffs a few years ago. Yeah. He stepped on someone's foot and like his his foot was on top of the other guys and his ankle touched the floor. <laughs> That's how bad his foot was twisted. But some and I'm guys, like, he's man. done. He's done. He went to the bench, tied the shoes tighter, came back and balled out that game. Yeah. And I'm like, how did this guy get back on the court? It's unbelievable what he's been able to do. And that's a testament to how hard he works in the offseason, how hard he works during the season. If you, I mean, you can go online, you can look at some of his pregame workouts and, and the things he does in the offseason. Uh, and he's all in, right? Your yeah. body's a machine. You got to keep the machine oiled, got to keep it tuned up, and that's what he does. And, I mean, just his physical stature is, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Interesting how a lot of NFL teams were not fooled by a great playoff run. It's Brian No N.E. from Salam live with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. It's Brian Noani from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Got a tweet here about the uh, Purple Rain guitar bet that you have, E, from with Papa Bear. Now, this is from my guy, Gumby Dave. Gumby Dave is a loyal, loyal listener. Gumby and here's Dave. his outlook Yeah, on you and uh, your guitaring efforts here. He says, I wouldn't doubt. He will give his best effort, can't question his (laughs) determination, and drive to practice given his long NFL career. But that solo is extremely ambitious for a rookie guitarist. Interesting bet. Will no show be setting any odds for entertainment purposes? So there's a few things to dive into here. Right. And as soon as they said odds, I knew you perked up. (laughs) I was like, whoa, betting odds here? We could get that going. You might have We got side bets based on your (laughs) You might have a problem, Brian. You might have a problem. (laughs) I'm just setting odds. Are there are there casinos? Are there casinos out there in Tennessee? I don't know. I'm not a casino gambler. Oh, you just like okay online. Okay, yeah, it's more so like sports. I like Texas Hold'em. You play Texas Hold'em, Ephraim? Yeah, I do. I like Texas Hold'em. Yeah, you'd probably be fun to play Texas Hold'em with. I I would. I would think so. I, you know, we uh, have a charity Texas Hold'em game for my son's. charter school and i do well in there but the one thing about that is i get bored right so i'll be killing <laughs> I can see that being the case and yeah. then i'll be like man it's saturday night and you're just wife, sitting there my wife yeah. and i could re- really be enjoying a night out and i'm in here taking money from you know my kids uh, classmates parents you know what I mean? So I, I always. And then what happens? Do you I just make start a bad bet when you start stuff. thinking like that? I really start when I'm locked in. Though, oh, I'm I'm a yeah. beast. I'm a beast. You're okay. You're oh, good to go. Oh my goodness! It's just when that focus when it goes, to waver, it's, huh? it's gone, man. And then I'm yeah. out. I'm like, ugh. The only thing I don't like about it is if I've very rarely gone to a casino to play Texas Hold'em because everybody thinks it's the World Series of Poker. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're thinking we're playing for millions over right. It's like, dude, we're at the one-two table. Settle like, down, Calm man. down, buddy. Yeah. But Gumby Dave says this is extremely ambitious. You take it on Purple Rain as a rookie guitarist. Your thoughts, Ephraim? He's 100% correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I got to argue with that. Like, yes, uh-huh. he is correct. Okay. Without so a you doubt. just concur. You say, I, right. I concur. I see you, Gumby Dave. But you are not wavering. You're not wavering with your efforts to nail this thing. Now, why Even would though I, why it might would cost you 2000 bucks if you don't. Why would I waver? You know, I've got audio here. This is Bruce Springsteen. I don't know if I've ever played this for you, Ephraim, but this is Bruce Springsteen. He was on the Grammys a handful of years ago. They had a number of guitarists on stage, and so they'd just trade. Like, he'd play a little lead lick, and then somebody else would play a guitar lick. When it got to Bruce Springsteen, this is how it sounded. What? It sounds like he's screwing up on Guitar Hero, doesn't it? Really it really does. That's awful, dude. That's the boss. It's like, dude, stick to rhythm guitar and singing. Hey, You're awesome funny. with that. Soloing is not your thing, man. But I don't want Purple Rain to sound like that, either. I don't either, because it's one of my favorite oh, songs. Oh, I do. It's a classic. No one's talking to you. Hey, I'm trying to get paid. Play turn your it. own microphone off. Hey, I'll turn your mic off right now. Hey, the people don't want that, okay? By the way, from football-wise, this is what I was uh, getting into here. Doug Peterson, head coach of the Eagles, right? He's at the annual NFL meetings yep. on Saturday, and he said that they didn't get any quality offers for Nick Foles. Now, I've called him Nick Fools because on, he had an outstanding, outstanding You can't take anything away from run. him, man. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, you you but are similar, in the business of diminishing accomplishments. No, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That is your forward. business. I'm not. No, no. I'm not diminishing accomplishments. What he did speaks for itself. He was awesome against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I take nothing away from him. But similar to Loyola Chicago, it's all about the future. It's all about going forward. And I have branded him Nick Fools because some people have been fooled into thinking he's a franchise quarterback when he's not. He's a quality backup. Um, I would agree with the sentiment of him not being a franchise quarterback, yet Mm -hmm. his sample Mm -hmm. size of that that magnitude isn't big enough yet. But Mm -hmm. I think he deserves a shot to be one. I will say that. I think he deserves a shot. He's earned the right to maybe be given the opportunity to be a, to be a starter and to lead a team. Mm-hmm. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that? I mean, what he did. What with do you the mean? Eagles. I mean, what? I, I mean, it's either yes or no. Is like, would you uh, well, agree with that? I mean, oh if my a god, team- okay. okay. <laughs> What, why does it have to be a yes or no with you? It's a little bit more complicated than because that. Because I asked you with a what question. He did with the I, Eagles, I asked a question. I know, and I'm answering it. What he did with the Eagles was very impressive. It was a three-game stretch, okay? That's it. What he did with the Rams, when he was with the Chiefs, what he did with the Eagles the first go-around after the phenomenal first season that he had – Leaves a lot to be desired. A lot to be desired. You know, so players no, I'm not can, rolling out the welcome mat for Nick players, Fools to lead my franchise. Players can get better. You know that, right? 
Sure, of course. They, look at Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon was very exactly. mediocre and then revived his career at the end. I've been on the other end of Rich Gannon when he had that record-breaking 26 completions in a row, yet I was against us in the Denver Broncos. Mm. I'm sorry about that. They're all like two-yard passes. <laughs> I swear to God. They were like three-step drops, and he was just throwing the ball to the tight end on a curl or a, the running back. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was so crazy. I was like, uh, "Where's Charlie Gardner?" All right, I got the twenty in a row. Just beautiful. Get your hands up. <laughs> it was all three step drops. It was it was crazy watching it. I was like, um, <laughs> "You know, he's not going more than three steps, right?" Uh, he was the epitome, the definition of dink and dunk. Well, as it pertains to Nick Foles. Or Nick Fools, depending on what you oh, want to call Oh, we're him. not going to disrespect this man, are we? I, I'm just saying. Hate. I'm saying going forward, Ephraim, it does tell you a lot. When this is Doug Peterson's quote, he says, nothing too crazy in terms of their trade offers. It had to be the right deal for us to do that, but there wasn't anything coming down our way for Nick. But we don't know what that means. Right, they could want two ones or a, a, a first and a second. Like it, it doesn't. We don't know what that means. Like these offers could have been great, but do you not think if there were them. two ones offered, they wouldn't have? Yeah, dealt but I'm Nick saying, Foles? but I'm saying, maybe it wasn't. Maybe that's what they wanted. But if it was a one and a three, or you know what I'm saying, maybe their asking was so high that no one can do that. You get what I'm saying? I understand. I totally understand what you're saying, but That's I would what look I mean. at it like this. Look at Sam Bradford. Remember when Sam Bradford was traded to the Vikings, right? And they started Carson Wentz as a rookie. They got a one and a four for Sam Bradford. Is Nick I mean, Foles I, better I, than Sam Bradford? Uh, oh God! I, I really don't know that he's yes, better than Sam Bradford. If he can stay healthy, okay, that's, so that's, that if, would give him the check mark. But. If if is a fifth, like Sam Bradford is a good quarterback, he can't stay healthy. So that's part of him being the quarterback. You can't take sure. his injury out of it. So if for my money, Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Sam Bradford. So if if you if a team gave up, uh, the the Vikings gave up a, a one and a four for Sam Bradford, then I would absolutely give up a one and a four or one and a three for Nick Foles. He just won a Super Bowl. He just but that's what I'm telling went you. blow right, for I'm blow saying, with arguably the greatest quarterback. And come on now, right? But if the if the Eagles accepted a one and a four to trade Sam Bradford to the Vikings, why on earth would they not accept a one and a four to trade Nick Foles to whoever wanted him? Maybe because they want Nick Foles. <laughs> but why? He's holding the clipboard. I know he's holding the clipboard. But if for some reason. The ACL surgery doesn't take, or you get re-hurt, or it re-injured. You know for a fact you have a quarterback that can win a Super Bowl. So how about this? Right, how about right. Does that make Sam sense? Sam Bradford, absolutely. Sam Bradford got signed by the Arizona Cardinals for what was it like twenty million dollars? Good yeah. lord, good lord, twenty million. Now I realize he was a free agent, and it's just money, and they would have had to trade something to get Nick Foles. But do you think that the Arizona Cardinals would be in a better position if they traded something that was, you know, within the realm of reason to the Philadelphia Eagles and they accepted it for Nick Foles? Do you think they'd be in a better position with yes. Foles instead of Sam Bradford? Yes. There's one thing we could almost guarantee is that Sam Bradford won't stay healthy the whole year. 
but that's the only thing that you got. That's the only reason that you would break the tie and go with Foles over Sam Bradford. No, I, I think at this point in his career, Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Sam Bradford. I do. Injuries aside. Injuries aside. I think he is. I think he is. I think he had a phenomenal three-game stretch is what I think. The toughest three games that any quarterback played last year. I mean. I mean what? <laughs> what? I mean, if Keanu Neal doesn't like drop kick a sure interception before halftime of that go. Falcons Here game. We go. We're not talking now we're about gonna pick, Now we're going to pick the plays <laughs> apart, right? You now, know that's, that's what, true. That's what we're doing now. Tell me that's not that's true. That's what we're doing. Is that not true? Was that not the easiest uh, interception in like, the history of the NFL? And Keanu Neal found a way not only you, to drop how it, many but interceptions, to kick it Brian, literally no. to Brian, the Eagles. No. How uh, many interceptions have you made in your career? Have I made in my career? Yeah. What, how my many, NFL career? How many interceptions have you made in your career? How many interceptions how many? have you just made please, in your NFL just career? Just please, give me one. <laughs> give me one. What? That is the worst argument I've heard. I'm asking you. What do you, you mean how many interceptions time, have I made? Have you ever played football? Did you ever play football at any level? Yes, I, yes, I did play how football. How many interceptions do you have? Uh, in grade school, I had a few interceptions. In grade school, what is that? Second grade? <laughs> no, that was not organized football. That okay. was organized football in fourth grade. All right. You know that. All right. So, and no organized football, have you had an interception? Yes. I said back in the grade school days when I was still playing defense, I had a couple. What grade? Fourth grade? I don't know what grade. It was was it high sixth school? Grade? Was it high school? No, no, no. I didn't Doesn't play count. defense anymore in high school. Okay. It was just offense. So you haven't made any interceptions? I made grade school interceptions while we're just so throwing you, those by the wayside yeah, here. because that doesn't matter because <laughs> we don't know who was throwing the ball in grade school. Okay? <laughs> it could have been the kid. Who it might have been Nick Foles. Threw you the know? ball I might have grown up in Texas. You don't know that. But what I'm saying to you is to say it was the easiest interception to make in the world. It was. What? Wait a minute. But hold, you've never. Let's, you, well, hold up. Let's pause this argument for a okay. second and, and continue going at it. Let's take a breather for a little bit. Okay. Steve DeSager is here. He's kind of like the Mills Lane. He's the Mills Lane of updates. Remember when Mills would be like, keep the punches yeah, up. Right, right. Like Steve DeSager comes in and tells us to keep the punches up, I will us some fun facts about sports, and we're back at it. I will finish the update, and then like Mills Lane, let's get it on. Let's get it on. Back in the rain. <laughs> Meanwhile, this West Regional Final, nobody is taking charge here. It is Michigan 40-36 to over Florida State with 10 minutes to go, a berth in the final four on the line, and each team shooting about 33% from the floor. Michigan just got a basket. They had gone almost four minutes without a point. These two teams had one field goal made in the last 5.45 before halftime. At halftime, Michigan had uh, seven turnovers, seven baskets. Florida State had nine baskets and 14 turnovers in the first half. One of these two teams is going to the Final Four. At the moment, it's Michigan in the lead. Mid-second half, 40-36. to 36. The winner will be playing... 11 seed Loyola Chicago next weekend in San Antonio. Loyola won the South Region, beating 9 seed Kansas State 78 to 62. The Ramblers shot 57% from the floor, and Ben Richardson from three point range was 6 for 7. He had 23 points and was named most outstanding player of the region. In the NBA, just one game still going. It's got about three minutes left at Dallas. The Hornets are leading 93 90, and Dwight Howard has 16 points, 21 rebounds for the Hornets. Houston won its eighth straight game. Philadelphia won its sixth in a row. Lakers had to come from behind to win at Memphis. 
Phoenix lost its 11th in a row. Chicago lost its 5th in a row. Warriors guard Steph Curry out at least three weeks with a sprained MCL. Celtics guard Kyrie Irving will miss three to six weeks after knee surgery today. Keep in mind the playoffs start three weeks from now. The Phillies released former closer Francisco Rodriguez. The Rangers cut veteran pitcher Bartolo Colon, although he could be resigned by them for a spot start next month. And the Braves released lefty Scott Casimir. Golf Justin Thomas advanced to the match play semis. Back to you in the ring. <laughs> Let's get it on. I like it. That's Steve DeSager. Brian Noni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Boxing-wise, Ephraim, you can only pick one. Would you rather have Mills Lane still around or parting with Michael Buffer? <laughs> As a ring announcer, which do you like better in boxing? Michael Buffer. Really? Go Buff? Oh, I love Michael Buffer. He is great. Oh. He said something different. Uh, you know how they have... Uh, and maybe, boxing's been around a lot more lately, you know? Yeah, um, maybe his brother other, said something different, but he never said something different. He, but he did. He did. I wrote it. I have to find it in my notes somewhere. I don't think he replaced... Let's get ready to rumble. But he said something else, and he said it in the buffer voice. Where I'm like, whoa, does he have another catchphrase besides well, it the legendary what event, one? What event it was doing. Like, <laughs> you know, he will switch it up. He'll do it in Spanish. He'll like, I mean, he will switch it up, man. Uh, my favorite one on ESPN Classic years ago. I don't know if it was a Tyson fight or what it was, but they were showing some classic fight. And Michael Buffer's in the ring, and he's got this little cue card. And he's like, 10 rounds of 12 rounds of championship <laughs> box. He t- <laughs> I just picture him stumbling out of a limo, you know, with these beautiful women. Like, Absolutely. I got something to do the whole real thing, quick. Right, you know, right. Worry, Bobby, right. Pocket back. full of chips. Yeah, right? And just stumbles into the ring, <laughs> does his announcing, and he's off and living life to the fullest again. What a job. What a job. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, you know, uh, we're not allow- actually allowed to play the audio of Michael Buffer saying that. No, no, he's it's, really? it's trademark. No it's trademark. That's right. You can't say it. It's he gets a you know, he gets a million dollars every time he says it. Did you know that? I'm serious. What, what happens if I if you do your impression of it, what would happen? Someone comes in the studio, slaps you in the face or that's what? Funny. Then he gets dumped and that's what happens cuz I won't let it go over the air. Really? You can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> now, he does not have a <laughs> trademark on that. You can use that one. <laughs> Singletary's lacking here, man. He's got to trademark right? that thing. Yeah, That's Michael great. Buffer knew. He knew exactly what was going on way back when. He trademarked that thing. No one can say it. And he gets ka-ching every time he, gets, every time he says it. What would your catchphrase be, Ephraim? You must be crazy. <laughs> How many interceptions you got? You must be crazy. I know. You asked me how many interceptions yeah, I've had in what my you're career. Doing, because what because you're I doing, said Keanu Neal missed an e- easy interception yeah, against Nick Foles, which is true. Once you start saying stuff like, it's that's easy, he should do that. Or, it was easy. And once again, that leads me to, could you have done it? Can't do it. How? Yes, absolutely Can't I do could. It. Now, look, and look, now you're lying. You lying to the I'm people. Not lying. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Can't do it. Ephraim, please. Can't I'm do on it. one one yeah. knee, and I'm, yeah. I'm pleading with you. Just trust me on this. Guess what? 
I, I'm, do it. Listen, listen. I am not. This I am all... not. No, listen, listen, listen. Okay. I am not that guy who will sit on my couch and watch professional athletes going at it and be like, oh, I could have ran through that hole. You don't run a 4-3-40. You could not run through that right. hole. Okay? I, I'm not. I I'm glad you said that. I beg of you to believe me. I am I, not I believe that you. Guy. I, I'm glad you said that right. because you were sounding like one of those guys. No, I am not that guy. But that Keanu Neal interception that should have been in the Eagles-Falcons playoff game before halftime, when you're playing center field and it's thrown right between the two and the two, yes, I could make that catch. Okay. You get it. I well, give you, you a pass. You don't, you don't believe me on that? I do one? believe you. Okay. I give you a pass. Yeah, it was an easy interception. He kicked it. He kicked it. But that has no bearing on Nick Foles and his worth and his opportunity look, to be a starting right. quarterback. I Look. Period. He was he had a fantastic game against the Vikings. He was phenomenal against the Patriots. So I'm not throwing that away. I'm just saying that was a bad pass and he got bailed out by Keanu Neal. That's all. And that's true. Let's talk about those Lakers. How about that? <laughs> I did get clarification from our own Tom Looney. We can play the audio of him oh, playing it. So we y- cannot say it. We what? cannot it's say trademark. it. He tra- it's trademark. But we can introduce it as here's Michael Buffer from last night. Play the audio. Uh-huh. Also, yeah. from my years working with uh, Papa Bear in a studio, I know what his catchphrase would be. It would be, let's get ready to bumble. Does anyone? Does he use the app? He yeah, uses he the Bumble app? He plenty. Is that how he met the girl that he ticked off by Had saying he likes redheads? That's how he meets the redheads. That's how he I'm meets the redheads. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All up in my business. All up in my Kool-Aid, and you don't even know what flavor it is. Let's get ready to bumble. That is funny. Is that what? where you met your lady, Papa Bear? Actually, no. Seriously, no. Where'd you meet her? Uh, the I grocery knew, store? I knew her from high school. Oh, a baby really? Sh- a old pass- flame. She huh? passed on you back then. <laughs> she passed on you back then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Oh, that's classic. Oh, well. I'm not mad at you, brother. Sometimes you got to circle back. The circle is now complete. Sometimes you got to circle back. <laughs> I remember. I wish. I remember when, it, I, when I left high school and, you know, I got my scholarship and went off to college. And then I would come back, like, in the summers. And, uh,. I would track down those girls who were just like, oh, you're so cute. You're just like a good friend. <laughs> doing stuff with myself. I'm doing stuff with my life now. Hey, all I got to say is this. I made up for lost time. I'll leave it at that. Okay. You know okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I would love to know the resume of Papa Bear's dating life. It's awful. Like, it is, what has cost it's him awful. former relationships? It's bad. You know? <laughs> it's bad. How many, Papa, how many relationships have you been in? Be honest with this is honesty hour right over twenty four hours. What? <laughs> I don't know. I I mean several. What that what is, what number is several? I don't know. Three? Nine, ten. Nine, ten real relationships. Yeah. False. Wow, really? No what? Shot. Why why are you why are you betting against him? Why are you nah, fading I'm the not public? Go, I'm here? not going for that. I mean he was single for like ten years. It's not single so, ten years. So he was single for ten years. He dated a Patriots fan. No, I didn't. For that very reason. <laughs> hey, I like you. Wait you're really minute. nice and cool and everything, but right. you like the Patriots. This isn't going to work. Well, no, because if, if she's a Patriots fan, that means she's a cheater. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that. That's great rationale. I like that. <laughs> boom, boom. 
<laughs> I like it. That's pretty good. Uh, only Papa Bear, man. Only Papa Bear. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. A little bit of quarterback breakdown, not including Nick Foles. And also, how would Ephraim have handled this situation that occurred last night in the world of sports? That's coming up next. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. It's Brian Noni from Salam. Coming to you from the Geico Studios here on Fox Sports Radio. Great news. So quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more. On car insurance. I got to be honest, Ephraim, I'm going to have to hone in on this guitar solo in Purple Rain, you know? Because I haven't listened to it while thinking how difficult it would be for you to play it note for note. You know, I haven't listened to it that closely. Did you shed a tear at Super Bowl 41 when Prince played Purple Rain in the Purple Rain? It was beautiful. I did not shed a tear. Uh, no, it's yeah, it's difficult for me to shed a tear, but uh, really, yeah, it is. Just in general, yeah, just in general. But I will say, today, and I'm being open and honest because I uh-huh. I'm an open book. Today, I got a little choked up. I had to look away because I almost cried. It was Sister Jean, wasn't it? Nope, not Sister Jean. But today was the last day of my son's basketball season and I was the head coach and at the beginning I didn't want to be the head coach I didn't even want to coach I just wanted him to be able to go and play basketball but I signed him up late so they said in order for him to play we need more coaches so Mm -hmm. I said okay I'll coach and it was the best thing the best decision I'd ever made because those kids when I tell you five to seven some of them never played basketball before girls Correct, girls and boys. Yeah. And I had them for 12 weeks. The progression that they made in those 12 weeks and to watch them play their last game today, it, it, it broke me down. Like, I, I really, really? Was, I was really proud of those kids, man. And it was tremendous. And, you know, that's give, cool, man. I, it, I really was. And not, and not to be funny or anything like that, I just, it was one of the, the highlights of my athletic career, all the things that I've been able to accomplish, coaching my son's basketball team, five to seven-year-olds, was right at the top. It was unbelievable. Wow. Just looking Where at Where were faces. you? When did it happen when you got choked up? We were were at, they was, still playing, or was this like post-game well, speech after, time? After the game, I brought them all together, and I was talking to them, and I felt a little something. I was like, woof. Uh-oh. I was uh-oh. like, okay, well, let me just oh, go, ahead and, <laughs> go ahead and get them out of here. Right? <laughs> so so we, we went outside, and they were having snacks, so I got their trophies, and I was handing out their trophies, and every time I, I call the kid up and I would say something nice about him and all of that, and then they start hugging me, and they wrote me like wrote me a card, and they they gave it to me, and all of the parents came together, and they got, and I was just like, oh my god, mm. you guys are killing me! It, it just yeah, was, just to see their faces and and how much they put into it, the effort they put into it to get better, and 
they were completely different basketball players, different people. Their confidence levels in general were raised, not just in basketball. Sure, sure. And, oh, I'm sure you saw all kinds of growth in those and, three And just months. to have that effect on those young children, I, I just I, it made me feel really good. It really did. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm happy for you in terms of that. Now, I have to ask you this before we get out of here. Because Purdue lost last night mm-hmm. to Texas Tech. They didn't and have a big playing, guy. They didn't have Hobbs. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You playing for 13 years in the NFL, competitor, all of that type of stuff. Isaac Haas, as you just mentioned, he didn't play. He had right. the fractured elbow, but they reworked his elbow brace, so he was allowed to play. The NCAA said, okay, it's all right. But the head coach, Matt Painter, said he's got he's to demonstrate that he can do basic things, and he hasn't been able to do that, so he's not playing. Right. How would you have reacted, not that you would have, you know, like, given Matt Painter a stone-cold stunner or anything like that, but how would you have felt if you were deemed worthy to play and your head coach says, no, you're not going out there? Um, it, w- it would have frustrated me. It would sure. have made me upset. But I understand where the coach is coming from. He knows yeah. this kid has a future in basketball. And for him to put that on the line – for this moment, kudos to that coach. Kudos to that coach because for for this moment in time, which will be fleeting, he chose to look out for this kid's best interest. And most coaches, a lot of coaches won't do that. Yeah, that's true. They think of the moment instead of the future. That's yep. right. Hey, everybody have a great night. I'll catch you, too, you next man. week. Absolutely. Let's get ready to – Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 